0: Coast to
1: coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: And we are coming to you today from Kansas City, Missouri, the site of USA's National Leadership and Skills Conference. Skills USA is a unique organization that helps keep the tradition of the vocational arts alive in our nation's high schools and secondary schools.
2: That's right, because while we may have had shop and even home economics classes available to us as we were growing up, many mainstream high schools today don't even offer them. So to fill the gap, Skills USA works with educators, corporations, trade associations, and labor unions to bring technical skill building curriculums to high school and college students. And this includes important skills that all of us need to take care of our homes. Now, Skills USA students will become America's future carpenters, builders, decorators, Decorators, heating and cooling technicians, and much, much more.
1: Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from the head of Skills USA about the work his organization is doing. We'll also hear from a couple of students who have benefited from Skills USA, and we'll find out all about this conference. Which I got to tell you, Leslie, it's kind of like the Super Bowl for kids in trade school, with more than 5,500 contestants competing in nearly 100 contests.
2: Man, that's so exciting! <laughs> Plus, we're going to hear all your questions, and we're giving away a great prize to get all of you home improvers out there. Well, actually, one of you lucky home improvers, a good head start on a project. We've got a $50 Lowe's gift card, courtesy of Thermatrue Doors, to one of you who gets on the air this hour with us and asks their home improvement question. So give us a call right now at 888 pit
1: 888 888-666-3974. Well, first up, we're going to welcome Tim Lawrence. He is the Executive Director of USA, And Tim, I guess that sort of makes you the headmaster of this immense class <laughs> of
0: future home improvers. I guess it does, Tom. I was proud. I'm proud that I was a member of this organization when I was in high school, and it truly changed my life as a young man. I was a welding student, and uh, it really put me on the right track in life to get into that industry and to really make a difference in my life. And look where I am now.
1: Well, I want to make a point for our audience about you know where we are in terms of skills and what these kids are actually do and what they're going to do in the future. But I mean, this is the farm team here yes. for the home improvers <laughs> of the future. Future. This is where you're going to develop your carpentry schools, your HVAC school skills, your electrical skills. These are the folks that are going to enter the trade and start taking care
0: of our money pits, correct? Absolutely. And uh, we have the best of the best here from all across the nation and uh, Guam, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, and the District of Columbia. So uh, the best kids in the nation that have com- com- come through, um, Tom, they've come through 10,000 local, regional, and state competitions to arrive here in Kansas City to compete in what might be perceived as the olympics of the skilled trades
1: and i gotta tell you while looking around this this uh, exhibit hall here i saw a lot of really interesting things so for example let's talk about the carpentry area yes there were i don't know maybe 30 40 different sets all identical yes. where there was sort of a floor made and on top of that they're going to have a competition where they frame the walls they frame the roofs they do it with wood studs with metal studs they do it uh, with every cut imaginable um every skill imaginable i saw the cabinet making area where i asked the uh one of the Headmasters over there, what's the project? He's like, can't tell you.
0: That's right, it's a (laughs) secret.
1: No secret. But last year it was uh, it was a desk, and you know it was pretty complicated. And these guys get about uh, seven eight hours to build it, mm-hmm. and we are so happy to be here and, and support them in in that effort. So I understand that the Teamworks competitions takes these students uh, to a totally new level. Talk to us a little bit about how that
0: works. Yes, uh, you mentioned the carpentry competition. They're building a, a house section. One student builds that section as a carpenter would build it. In the Teamworks competition, we've really taken a look at the real world of construction. So we have a carpenter, a mason, a plumber, and an electrician working together over a period of two and a half days to build a, a full house section, a modular section. It could be a bathroom, it could be a kitchen, but they're starting with the foundation, they're laying the, the masonry, they're, they're building the floor, they're bringing, bringing it from the ground up, doing the wiring, the windows, the doors, the appliances, uh, the plumbing, uh, so it's a great event to test the skills of four young people working together just as they would be, be working together on a project to field. build a home. Yes and the are field. There
1: students that are going to play the role of homeowners actually moving into these places and see how it really worked out. No not really <laughs> but we we are happy that the
0: the, the finished projects will be will be uh, possibly donated to, to have the Habitat uh, for Humanity in Kansas City. So what the students build will actually be used right. and oh, what they great. can't build will be recycled.
2: Now, Tim, do they get judged as a group, or are they judged on each individual process?
0: They're really judged as a group, Leslie. Uh, They're judged primarily. The the number one issue that we're looking at is safety on the job site. Mm -hmm. They're judged for quality, uh, specifications, whether they're actually the accuracy of their their project to the drawing that's that's presented to them. And again, they don't know what that drawing looks like, just like Tom mentioned in carpet, until they arrive here in Kansas City. Uh, State Farm Insurance, uh, Bosch, Power Tools. Uh, and others have have sponsored that competition. Their engineering departments put these drawings together for the students to have a world-class project uh, to, to work on when they arrive here to win the national championship and that TeamWorks event winning that is so prestigious to our schools and to our That's students amazing. and their communities we're
1: talking to tim loris he is the executive director of skills usa what do they win for going through the enormous process to get here in kansas
0: City? there are a million dollars worth of scholarships wow. presented here uh, tom wow. they'll also receive so many tools of the trade if you look behind this you'll see power tools in stacks that came in in truckloads that they'll receive as prizes Uh, They'll receive tools, they'll receive materials that they can use, uh, whether it's measuring instruments or whatever they can use in their future careers. So the industry folks that sponsor us really take care of the students who come here.
1: Fantastic. Well, congratulations and uh, best of luck for an entire week's worth of competition. You brought all these kids here from all over the country, 5,700 competitors.
0: 5,700 competitors, about 15,000 people here total. In support of those students,
1: and uh, we're so happy to support you as you do uh, just that. Tim Lawrence, executive director of Skills USA, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit and inviting us to be a
0: part of this exciting conference. Right, I hope you enjoy the week. Thanks so much right. for the opportunity.
2: Thank you. All right, guys. Now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at one 888
1: Pit 888-666-3974. Still ahead. A fresh idea for using your fireplace in the summer. You don't have to stare at that empty brick box all season long. We're going to tell you how to make it a focal point all year round. On
2: the Money Pit Radio Show.
3: This segment of the Money Pit is brought to you by The Home Depot. Upgrade to a Philips 12.5 watt LED light bulb that lasts 25 times longer than a 60 watt incandescent bulb. More saving, more doing. That's the power of The Home Depot.
1: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
3: And I'm Leslie
2: Segretti. And we
1: are broadcasting today from the 47th annual Skills USA National Leadership and Skills Conference in Kansas City. It's a huge event that draws thousands of trade school students from all over the country and includes dozens of competitions in categories like carpentry and web design. USA is a terrific organization that helps develop trade and leadership skills in students who specialize in many different fields.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know what? Today, learning a trade is sometimes looked at as an alternative to a four-year college education, but the highly skilled careers out there available to the students who complete trade programs is becoming a big draw for students and parents who might not consider a trade field otherwise. So in the years to come, there will be more skilled jobs than people who can fill them. We're going to be talking to a student in a few minutes about what skilled USA has done for her.
1: And if you haven't been able to find a good contractor yet and want to take on a project yourself, you can give us a call right now at 888 Pit, and we will try to help.
2: Yeah, and don't worry about trying to stump us either, especially since we've got 5,500 future home improvers helping us out today. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exactly. And one caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 gift card from Lowe's, courtesy of our friends at Thermatrue Doors. Thermatrue's benchmark line is exclusively available at Lowe's, and the benchmark patio door systems come with a limited lifetime warranty and are energy efficient with a low e-glass option to help keep your home cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. One caller we talked to on the air is going to win that $50 Lowe's card you might want to consider a benchmark patio door to use with that. So give us a call right now at 888 Pit. We're going to go to Iowa now and talk to Kim about her floors. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the program. Hi. So what's Hi. going on?
4: Well, we have an older farmhouse, and we were wanting, it doesn't have a full basement under it, and we had wanted to you know put a full basement under it. Um, but the floor is sloped. And when the people that had the house before we did worked on it, they put new sheetrock and new windows up there, but didn't square up the sloping floor. Okay. And wondered what, what kind of a problem, if it would be possible to put a basement and leave the floor slanting, or if we should just scrap the whole thing and hope a fire or a tornado comes through. Or...
1: <laughs> well, we have another word for those sloping floors. We call it charm. Mm. And when you buy an old house, um, those floors settle over many, many years. Now, it doesn't mean that they're structurally weak. What it means is that um, over time, because of the normal movement of the building, you have developed some shifting, some differential settlement. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to bring them back up. So I would handle this on a case-by-case basis. In terms of dealing with the slope itself, it's far easier than to try to re-level a floor to use something called floor leveling compound, which is a very lightweight slurry mix that you could add on top of the floor for those areas. And it works wonders. Works wonders. We're we're talking about a three-inch drop. You can still do it with that.
2: And you can apply it in layers. You just have to let it cure as you sort of pour some in, because if you make it thicker, it's going to take forever to cure. But if you sort of work your way, add another one as it cures. I mean, we had a substantial drop in our basement floor, and it looked great after we used Tom, did we use that Abitron, Abacrete?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, You can use an epoxy material called Abitron, Uh, for this entire project and it really looks fantastic when it's all done so i would take a look at the floor leveling compound and i wouldn't panic about the settlement kim because i think that that is absolutely um, the way to go thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit you are listening to the money pit home improvement radio show coming to you from the 47th annual skills usa national leadership and skills conference in kansas city
2: That's right. You know, this is like the Super Bowl for students in vocational education. We've got thousands of kids competing in nearly 100 competitions, everything from carpentry to masonry. And every competitor here is already a gold medal winner. I mean, it's awesome from their home state. So we've got some really fierce competitions going on here.
1: You know, the event is organized by Skills USA, which is a great organization that helps fill the need for skilled education. And that's the kind most mainstream high schools no longer offer, like, for example, shop, metal, and auto class. Now, I was a former industrial arts teacher, and i got to tell you, there's not too many of those folks still out there teaching today. A lot of those classes have been suffering because of economic cutbacks, and this is an organization that really fills that gap. We're going to have more info about that in just a bit. Mm-hmm, but right
2: now, it's time for your fresh idea presented by Citrus Magic. And this week, I've got a great tip for using your fireplace all year round. You know, you don't want to just cover it up with a screen. Make that fireplace a true focal point all year round. Now, you can do this in so many ways. First of all, you can use candles in it to create a warm glow without the heat of a fire. You can also place the candles in piles of colored stones to sort of anchor them, and that also covers the soot and the stains and makes it look more attractive on the inside. Now, you can use different styles and heights to give you some more added drama in there. You can also use fresh or even artificial flowers to dress up that interior space, or even just some empty vases or pottery in varying sizes, heights colors, and you can even use the same style for a cohesive look, you know, maybe like an Asian-inspired look or a country look. You really have a great opportunity to showcase your design skills and make something look beautiful in there. And that's your fresh idea for the week presented by Citrus Magic.
1: And to keep your home smelling fresh and clean all the time, we recommend Citrus Magic's natural odor-absorbing solid air freshener. It's 100% natural, but it still works very well to remove even the toughest odors from your home. It comes in several scents, and one solid air freshener can absorb odors for weeks. You can visit citrusmagic.com for more information. And we've uh, taken great advantage of Citrus Magic in our house. We use it uh, in many, many rooms.
2: We really do. I mean, it's a great product. It's super natural, so I don't feel nervous about using it around my young son or our pets. And believe me, our pet population is growing, as it is at Tom's house as well. And it does a great job of keeping all those odors at bay.
1: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. We're broadcasting uh, here in Kansas City, Missouri today. And Leslie, I was telling you, starting to tell you before, this is like a shop class on steroids. (laughs) It's
2: the biggest shop class ever.
1: I saw a plumbing area before. That was set up for these kids to go in and hook up not only the waistline, but the vent line, the sink, the vanity, the whole thing. It takes seven hours, and they prove if they've got the stones to do this right and get it to come out just perfect. (laughs) We are broadcasting today from the Skills USA National Leadership and Skills Conference in Kansas City, Missouri, which is kind of the super bowl of events for students that study the trades that it's the same ones that are gonna keep your money pits from becoming a real life money pit.
2: hmm And right now we're going to talk to one of those students who's leading the way. Her name is Katie Grimness, and Katie is an industrial engineering student attending Weatherwax High School in Aberdeen, Washington, and a Skills USA National Officer. Welcome, Katie
5: well good morning thank you for having me
1: well it's our pleasure to have you and I gotta tell you I understand that your nickname is the power girl yes. <laughs> is that correct because you're studying electricity
5: I'm studying residential wiring and HVAC heating ventilation air conditioning and refrigeration
1: Wow congratulations wow. that's an unusual skill set for uh, for a, a student how old are you I'm 18 Wow yes. you've got you know more than a lot of the guys that are out there working today don't you
5: Hopefully.
2: <laughs> and how are your competitions going so far, Katie? Can you talk about it at all or is it super top secret?
5: For the national competitions, we're currently setting up the the floor and it's truly an amazing thing to see because there's so many industry sponsors who are here giving up their time, their 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 financial, you know,
1: Contribution. their contributions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There there have been major tool drops all over this floor. Yes. I saw Milwaukee drops, I saw DeWalt's. Uh, Irwin. Know, 3M, Irwin, you yes. name it. They're they are here and these manufacturers are supporting these students and even the Teamsters here are volunteering their time uh, to support the students. There's a big community here that's coming out to help these kids in, in the competition. You know, why don't you tell us about the competition? Now, we, we've said that you had to go through many le- layers to get here, but how does it start? What's the very first competition you have to win to work your way up to the national championships?
5: In many situations, the first Um, competition that you have to win is your regional competition Mm -hmm. so like in my own chapter we have about 13 students who compete in our own classroom and then we move on to our regional competition and what that is is students from like each state is broken up into regions or districts and the competitions are held by the local you know the committee tech. The mm-hmm. Technical committees.
1: What actually are you doing in the competition? How do they how do they prove? How do you have to prove your stuff? You know, to, to show people that you know how to, how to how to do things, how to wire things, how to hook up HVAC systems. What actually do you do? In
5: residential wiring, you're given a technical test, so you have to prove that you know industry standards. Okay. And then you also have a skills, you say, knowledge test to prove that you know what our organization stands for. And then the other part is the hands-on. We also we do EMT bending. And we also do the, we recreate a wiring unit. So they give us a wiring diagram, and we have an eight by four little stretch, and you create the.
1: So you're actually wiring really doing the hands-on work as part of this, adjusting yes. your knowledge with uh, with a book test, so to speak, and then you're actually uh, taking the tools out and going to work and uh, wiring up the walls and exactly. wiring the switches and making sure that it all works right. Mm-hmm. Did you ever blow anything up?
5: I have not. I, I flipped a uh, breaker, though. Yeah. And then you get marked down a couple points. <laughs> yeah, but during the competition, there's you can apply power.
1: That happens to Leslie all the time.
5: Oh, does it? <laughs> now, Katie, what are your goals post to the SkillsUSA training? Um, after training, I'm actually applying for an apprenticeship to become an electrical lineman in Warrington, Oregon. So I'll go for a 10-week program there. And then from there, I'll go into the construction apprenticeship. That's amazing. What do you
1: do with SkillsUSA? You're a board member that I hear?
5: No, I'm the National High School Division President.
1: All right, fantastic. Yes. Well, Katie Grimmis, thank you so much for uh, stopping welcome. by our show today and telling us everything about SkillsUSA. Congratulations and much future you. your success.
5: All right,
2: still ahead, we're going to hear from more of tomorrow's tradespeople as our broadcast continues from the Skills USA National Leadership and Skills Conference.
1: Plus, if you have older windows that are beautiful but big energy wasters, Tom Silva from TV's This Old House is going to be by with tips to help you decide if you should refurbish them or completely replace them. That's all coming up after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors,
3: the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide four times the insulation of a wood door. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the talent. The Money Pit is brought to you by Behr Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes. With an advanced 100% acrylic resin that seals in the beauty and seals out the weather, Behr helps you restore and protect decks, fences, and siding for the summer and beyond. Don't just waterproof, weatherproof. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. For more information, visit BEHR.com
1: making good homes better welcome back to the money pit home improvement radio show broadcasting from the skills usa national leadership and skills conference in kansas city
2: All right, you guys, you know, this is a really awesome sort of championship style event. You can kind of call it like the Super Bowl of home improvement technology, if you will. And it's for the students learning highly specialized trade skills so that they can help you take care of your home in the future.
1: And we're going to take your calls right now to 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's go now to Texas and talk to Gene, who's got a drywall question. Hey, Gene, welcome to the program.
4: Hey, thank you very much for your uh, uh, input on, on the ceilings. So my, my question is, ceilings has cracks in it with tape over it. I want to redo them so it looks uh, all the way through.
2: Okay. And the cracks that you're seeing, Gene, they're sort of consistent with where the seaming would be for sheets of drywall, correct? Yes. Okay. Now the tape, is it coming off? Do you want to peel that tape off or is it something that you can repair?
4: Well, I, I can do some drywall, but I can't do drywall on a ceiling. I don't, I don't know really how to do that.
2: So is there currently no drywall, or are you just working on those tape lines?
0: It's, it's old drywall. I'm working on, the, I guess you want to call it tape lines.
2: Okay. So what you want to do is if you've got areas where the tape is really sticking up and it's you know kind of a disaster area, if you can peel that off, go right ahead. Because the paper tape, that's kind of a tricky thing to sometimes work with. You have to mud tape, mud tape, and if you don't get it exactly right, it's never going to look attractive. And what you want to work with is something called fiberglass tape, and it looks like a mesh, almost like a gauzy type of consistency look to it. And it's adhesive, so what you want to do is pull off that old paper tape, sort of sand it, make it look smooth underneath, and get rid of any unevenness, put up that fiberglass tape, then what you wanna do is use your joint compound or your spackle, whatever you're working with, go over that fiberglass tape in thinner layers, sort of cover it over, feather it out as you go along, let it dry, sand it, apply another layer, and do that until you get a smooth consistency. And now with the ceiling, you're gonna wanna prime it and paint it the entire surface. And since you've got some unevenness, you're gonna wanna go with uh, flat ceiling paint, this way you're not gonna see anything.
1: That's right, Gene. And I got to tell you, when you apply that spackle, three very thin coats is the hot ticket. Don't do it all at the same time.
2: Well, while we all know that older homes are often built to last, they can actually be energy hogs, especially when it comes to old, drafty windows. So what's the best way to deal with them?
1: Well, replacing windows may be the most tempting option, but it's also possible to restore them and reclaim at least some improvement to the energy efficiency. Here to tell us just how to do that is a guy who knows a lot about restoring old homes, General Contractor Tom Silva from TV's This Old House. Welcome, Tom. Well, thank you. It's nice to be here. And you know, Tommy, the old windows may be drafty, but They sure do look great. Any tips on how to restore them so the energy bills don't totally break the bank?
4: Well, you're right. They do look beautiful, and I love old windows, but there's a lot of advantages and disadvantages to to window. I mean, if you take a window, an old window, and you're going to want to replace it, let's start with the weights and pulleys, for example. Lots of times they'll break. One of them may be gone. You'll have to take the window apart. If you're going to take one out, you might as well replace them both, get them new. Now when you start to put that window back together, you want to make sure that the window is going to be efficient. So you want to see if there's ways to put weather stripping on the window. Make sure that the, uh, the meeting rail between the two windows is clean and it will go together nice so that when you lock it, it will tighten itself up.
1: Now when you say meeting rail, that's where the upper sash and the lower sash sort of cross each other, correct?
4: Yep, if it's a double-hung window, correct. Okay. Now, the other thing is, is where the window is held into the opening, there are these stop beads that go on each side of the window. You want to make sure that they're adjusted properly and against the sash, so it keeps the bottom sash pushed up against the meeting rail between the two sashes. Which cuts down on the draft.
1: So basically, we got to try to tighten it up anywhere we possibly can. Now, can you get modern weather stripping that works well in older windows?
4: You can. You can get, uh, there's all kinds of stripping that you can get at the home center that stick onto the window. There's types of weather stripping that you can cut a groove into the windows at the meeting rail, at the bottom, and the top sash. So when you close them and lock them, the lock will do a couple of things. The lock will pull the two meeting rails together. It will also push the bottom sash down and the top sash up into that weather weatherstripping, tightening up the window.
2: Now, Tommy, how difficult is it to find a contractor willing to work on such a historic window, and how difficult is it to get parts?
4: Well, it can be difficult to find someone that wants to work on them because it's time-consuming, and a lot of guys just don't know how to price that kind mm-hmm. of a thing because of that. As far as the parts, the parts are pretty easy. You can get them in the home center, you can get chains to replace the ropes, or you can get just the old kind of ropes if you like that look. And locks,
1: you can get those at the home center too. So bottom line, if you value the architectural beauty that's offered by an original window, you want to work to preserve it. But keep in mind, it's probably going to cost you a little bit more energy efficiency than if you were to replace it.
4: Right. But again, you can tighten it up with weather stripping and you can tighten it up with a storm window.
1: And that could go inside or outside the house, right?
4: That's right. Inside windows, you don't see them from the street. Outside windows protect the window from the weather.
2: And I guess if you put them on the inside, it doesn't really compromise the historical aspect of the home.
4: Exactly.
1: You know, Tommy, there's a product out. Uh, it's been out for a while, but a lot of folks don't know about it. It's sort of a removable caulk. Have you seen this? Where You can actually caulk a window shut for the off-season. That's kind of a cool way to weatherstrip it in the winter. Yeah, you don't you need did. to open it.
4: No, you don't need to open it. It goes right around any of the gaps and voids around the window stool where it meets the sash, around the meeting rails, all those kind of things. You can just put it in. You can roll it up, save it, and use it again for another year.
2: Now, if you do decide to sort of scrap the restoration of the window, if you will, is there a way to, you know, replace that window with a quality insert? And if I go that route, what should be my top priority?
4: Uh, Well, first of all, my top priority is always trying to make it look good, mm-hmm. look like it belonged, because when you do a replacement window, lots of times it's going to look like a replacement new, window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there are different types of replacement windows. If the unit or uh, the jam of the window and the sill of the window is in good shape, you can replace it with two different types. There's a type that's just the sash, where it goes into the unit, as sash and balancing system separately, or a box unit that would fit right in between the sash, and uh, a couple of hours, you get a new window.
2: And should energy efficiency of the glass itself be like my top priority?
4: Yeah, you're going to get insulated glass, uh, but lots of times you want to make sure that you order the right mutton size so the window looks pretty good. Lots of times I see a lot of uh, insulated glass going in and the muttons are much too big
1: for the uh, for the house. It really is a system and all has to fit together perfectly, doesn't it? Absolutely. Tommy Silva, the general contractor from TV's This Old House, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. My pleasure. For more great tips, you can visit thisoldhouse.com.
2: And you can tune in to Tommy and the entire This Old House team on This Old House and Ask This Old House on your local PBS station.
1: And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you by GMC. GMC, we are professional grade. Still ahead, moss, mold, and algae. Three words you won't have to worry about standing your sidewalks, sidings, and decks if you have the right pressure washer. We'll show you how to choose the one that's right for you next.
3: You live in a body pit. money pit is brought to you by generac makers of the number one selling guardian series home standby generators now introducing a full line of consumer and professional power washers whether you need to power it clean it or protect it generac can help visit generac.com to learn more
1: where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We are here to take your home improvement questions, solve those DIY dilemmas. And we're broadcasting today from uh, a sort of job site where thousands of future home improvers are testing their home improvement talents at the Skills USA National Leadership and Skills Conference in Kansas City, Missouri.
2: That's right. A couple years down the line, when you call up a home improvement professional, one of these kids could be showing up at your house. And you know what? If you get one, you're really lucky, because these guys really know, and gals, know exactly what they're doing. So why don't you give us a call right now at 888 Money Pit? Not only are you going to get the answer to your home improvement question, but one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $50 gift card from Lowe's, courtesy of our friends over at ThermaTru Doors, which you can use towards the purchase of a beautiful and energy-efficient ThermaTru Benchmark Door, available. Exclusively at Lowe's, so give us a call at 888 Money Pit for your chance to win.
1: 888 666 3974. Well, if you've had a look at the outside of your home or sidewalks lately and just plain did not like the mold, the mildew, or the algae that covers it, A pressure washer may be in your future. In fact, the experts at Generac tell us that pressure washers are becoming increasingly popular as a must-have home improvement tool. And that makes total sense because using a pressure washer is not at all that complicated and it does deliver great results.
2: And super fun.
1: Very fun as well. (laughs) Now, pressure washers uh, can make cleaning easier by developing a high pressure spray of water that it delivers to do the job. The pump is powered by a gas or electric mower and on more professional grade models, the spray is even powerful enough to strip paint. So you've got to be very careful when you take this on. Pressure washers work with many different detergents too. So you can pick the right detergent for just the job that you need to get done.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's always interesting to see how much research that these manufacturers are doing before they put out a brand new model. For example, Generac, they surveyed homeowners and found that they needed a pressure washer that was easy to move around because obviously you're doing lots of projects and then, of course, your neighbors are borrowing it. And as a result, they balanced the engine and the pump directly over the axle so that the unit is so easy to maneuver regardless of the type of terrain that you're working on. And Generac also used is a horizontal shaft overhead valve engine to make sure that the pump and hoses are kept well above the ground, avoiding snags. And they also designed an ergonomic spray gun with a cushion grip and an easy-to-pull spray trigger that's going to help you cut down on fatigue because once you get started pressure washing seriously, you do the entire block.
1: And you don't want to stop.
2: <laughs> it's so fun. I really enjoy it. <laughs> if you'd like
1: more info on the latest in pressure washers, you can visit the Generac website at generac.com. 888 3974 us call right now with your home improvement question. Tony did just that. He's joining us from New York. Hi, Tony. You got a question about walls. How can we help?
4: Hey, Tom. How are you? Um, yeah, I had a question. I, I live in a pre-war building, nineteen
1: twenty-seven. Okay. Oh, and it sounds great.
4: Anytime a bracket falls down or a curtain rod falls out, and I get a little hole in the wall or something, I, I have trouble finding out exactly what kind of wall it is because I know my my uh, my apartment has several different types walls in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, just, I'm wondering if there's a, a way to find out without having to, you know, break the thing apart and, uh, and uh, you know, look on site.
1: Well, do you sense that the walls are hollow or solid? I suspect that they're solid, Correct. Yeah, yeah. So then I think what you want to do is not so much focus on what kind of wall you got, but what kind of fastener is going to be universally the best thing to use here. And because we don't know what it is and because we think it's solid and it may be a masonry or masonry-like material, I'm thinking that Tapcon fastener could be your new best friend. Do you know what that is? No, no. I okay, it. so it's a screw that's designed to go into bricks. And because it'll go into brick, it'll go into just about anything else. So if you use Tapcon fasteners, if you've got dense plaster, it's going to work. If you've got brick, it's going to work. If you've got block, it's going to work. If you've got terracotta clay, it's going to work. So all of those things uh, would work very, very well with a Tapcon fastener.
2: Mm -hmm. And you know what? They're great. You get them at the Home Improvement Center. They come with the bit. They're really easy to use. So you can go ahead and put that into the wall, then use your screw. It almost acts like a really super-duty anchor, and that'll hold pretty much anything.
1: Well, that's right. And it's difficult when you have an old house like that because you really have such a large uh, assembly of wall materials. You really have to take it sometimes on a case-by-case basis. But that's why we say if you can land on the universal fastener that's going to do the job, then uh, I think you'll be in good shape. Still ahead, what sells better, a home with more bedrooms or bigger bedrooms? We'll help you figure out which home improvements help and hinder future sales after this.
3: This segment of The Money Pit is brought to you by The Home Depot upgrade to a Philips 12.5 watt LED light bulb that lasts 25 times longer than a 60 watt incandescent bulb. More saving, more doing. That's the power
1: of the Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: And you can be the first to weigh in on our most recent blog posts, our new articles and product recommendations when you fan us on Facebook. Also get inside information on our weekly prize giveaways. Check us out at facebook.com slash Pit.
2: That's right. And while you are on MoneyPit.com, check out our community section and you can post everything that you're working on, your questions, anything you like about home improvement right there. And if you've got a question, we jump into those right now. And I've got a post from Diane who writes, we have a 2300 square foot home built in the 70s with a small master bedroom with a six by six closet and same sized bath. We are considering taking out a wall in the room adjacent and making a larger room with full bath and double the closet size. Will the improved three-bedroom version sell better or worse than a four-bedroom house? We may only stay here another three to five years.
1: You know, the answer to that is very risky because home values are, in large part, based on the number of of bedrooms. bedrooms. And, you know, with the slowness in the real estate market, folks are trying all sorts of things right now, both to try to sell their house and also, in the case of Diane, trying to make improvements so that they can stay there longer. And
2: enjoy it, yeah. But
1: it does have a downside. And when you eliminate a bedroom, that is quite possibly it. But here's the thing. If you have two small bedrooms and now you're going to have one gigantic master bedroom, it -hmm. might... Mm -hmm. be that that is so attractive that it doesn't significantly impact that home value. So what I would do is this. I would talk with my local real estate agents because as unique as you think your house is, believe me, there are lots of homes just like that all over your neighborhood, each one of which has a value. They can look back through the comps. They can see if anyone's done that particular improvement in the past. They can see whether it's added to the home value or it's taken away from the home value. And I will say this, no matter what you do, do it right. Anybody that tries to do an improvement like this and doesn't do it all the way, I mean, when you get done with this, it should look like your home never had a fourth bedroom. It should totally look like it was designed that way from the get-go. You know, Leslie, we've seen so many improvements uh, that were done in situations like this, but they weren't done well. And mm-hmm. that definitely and takes that away from hinders
2: the value. In a big Absolutely. way. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got one here from Bonnie in California who writes, My gutter is leaking at a corner right above the front entry. I've noticed a small hole and have tried to caulk it, but it's still leaking. Is it possible the seam is leaking as well? Is it possible to fix this leak myself with caulking? If so, what should I use?
1: I have a hard time believing that you caulked it or did whatever you did to fix the leak, and it's still leaking. So I suspect that the water may be coming from someplace else because it's just not that hard to to fill a hole with caulk, obviously. So where Mm -hmm. might it be coming? Well, I'll tell you what happens a lot. A lot of times as the shingles age, they sort of curl up, and after a while, they can almost miss the gutter. So you want to make sure... Oh, and then
2: it diverts the water away
1: even from the gutter itself. Or even behind it. And it could be somewhere down the line from where it's showing up. Because remember, because of the force of capillarity, that water will also hug the underside of the gutter run down and then drip off. So it may not be right above you know, directly above where you're seeing this particular leak. So I would take a look at the alignment of the roof shingles. Now, if it turns out that they're short, it's an easy fix. All you need to do is to slip some flashing underneath those shingles so it rolls in and points the water right into the gutter. The other thing that's a possibility to check uh, here on this, Bonnie, is to make sure that you don't have a lot of roof going down to that one gutter where the gutter is becoming overwhelmed. And if that's the case, you may want to consider adding an additional downspout. Or if it's just this one area that's a bit troublesome, well, you can put a diverter there. And, and direct some of the flow. Just
2: avoid it completely. Right, from that
1: one <laughs> one area and send it to some other part of, of the gutter system. And I think Ooh. that that will, should really do the trick. Hey, if you've got a question, you can post it to our community page at moneypit.com. You've been listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming to you from the Skills USA National Leadership and Skills Conference. We want to thank the staff and the students for letting us play a very small part in their home improvement yeah. education.
2: That's right. And hey, if you know a student who's interested in a career in vocational arts, check out what SkillsUSA has to offer. We're talking about anything from web design to carpentry to masonry, culinary arts, you name it. If it's a specialized skill that requires extra training, SkillsUSA can help. Visit skillsusa.org for more info.
1: I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
1: Remember, you can do it yourself.
2: But you don't have to do it alone. You live in
3: the body Pit.